Merchant Radio begins in three, two, one. God told me to tell you this. That's paganism. Do you really expect and anticipate that the divine voice of God can be heard by you? That's horoscope reading. Standing in the office of the prophet of God. That's reading tea leaves. You can't have a relationship to God if you can't hear God. That is not biblical Christianity. You want to hear God speak to you? Read your Bible. If you want to hear God speak to you audibly, read it out loud. I promise you, 100% guaranteed, you will hear him speak. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. You wouldn't happen to be a legalist, would you? This is Wretched Radio, courtesy of a one Pat Nemmer. He's written a book called Retractions. He offers 14 signs you might be legalistic. Please note, this doesn't mean you're a Judaizer. It doesn't mean that the book of Galatians is applying directly to you, that you should be totally considered apostate. No, this is just a test to see if you and I perhaps have inklings. That's right, I said inklings of legalism. After all, it is our default position, isn't it? We are legalists to the core. We love to think we can keep the laws. We love to think that we can please God. This is what every single religious system besides biblical Christianity is about. All of them have elements of works that we must appease and satisfy the deity. Christianity, biblical Christianity, is the only religion that says, nope, God actually appeases himself on behalf of the rebels. A story you and I couldn't concoct, which is probably a closer interpretation of no eye has seen, no ear has heard what has entered into the heart of man, the wonderful things, the glorious things that God has done for those who love him. It's not singing about heaven. It's talking about God's redemptive plan. It is a mind blower. You can't think of any other religion that offers grace alone, through faith alone, in God alone, for God's credit alone. It's only biblical Christianity. Knowing that, it should inform us, uh uh-oh, I might have some of those propensities to be a legalist. I certainly know that I was as a parent. I was way more concerned about rule keeping, way more than I was concerned about their growing in holiness and their love for the Lord. If I could go back and do it again, that would be the big change. I I think I've shared this before. I read Shepherding a Child's Heart. It really is a parenting classic for a reason. It has endured, stood the test of time as being a gospel-centered approach to parenting. And when I went about the business then of preparing for my time with Ted Tripp when we created Drive-By Parenting, I went back and reread the book and I realized I had the same copy that I'd had 20 some years ago. And the verses that I marked up were so instructive. The the underlinings of Ted Tripp's writing and shepherding a child's heart. I was focusing on behavioral modification. How do I get these kids to quit being such a mess and and to go to bed on time and and to quit making messy diapers? Well, you know, you've got that parenting brain going on. And so I marked up all this stuff about how you get them to behave. Wrong, wrong, wrong. Uh, that is pharisaical parenting, where we simply want our kids to behave well. Might I, as an aside, any sort of political worldview that says, we just, we Christians, we just want to get people behaving well, as opposed to getting them saved. 
I, I just don't think that that's in the biblical bullseye and the heart of God and his desire for people to rely on him alone. So without any further ado, Freel, it's too late for that. 14 signs you might be legalistic. Number 14, you reject the truth tellers who come into your life. Why? Because you think you've got this. You are doing well. Uh-oh, that's a problem. Now, want to be careful here. Don't want to do ditch Christianity and think, well, I never do anything right. I'm not growing in holiness. No, the one isn't exclusive of the other, but we need to remember it is Jesus' words were accurate and true when he said, without him, you can do nothing. Nothing. Now, he didn't say it with whatever accent that was. My apologies to anybody who lives on the East Coast. I don't know what that was. But Jesus made it clear. Any, anything that is good inside of you, it is because of him. Paul made that clear. And not I, but Christ who lives in me. He lived in the flesh by the power of the Son of God. He knew his full reliance on Jesus, and he knew that he needed ongoing correction and instruction. But if you reject people who say, hey, bro, can I talk to you about, even if it gets delivered in a rotten package, it could be a sign you're legalistic. But please note, I didn't say you're a legalist trying to teach a, a grace by, a, a salvation by works. Just saying. Number 13, you, this one's subtle. You praise only the outward deeds. It's a sign you're a legalist because you're looking for external conformity, uh, particularly of the sort that makes your home pleasant <laughs> when it comes to parenting. But if all you recognize about somebody is when they do something as opposed to them becoming something other than themselves, uh, that, that could be a sign you, you are looking more at external performance than heart change. That's, that's the point of Pat's book. Number 12, you make little things big and big things little. You, 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 you become the one that Jesus was clearly saying is a legalist. You know, you do well with this tithing of the dill and the cumin, but you're missing the big point of taking care of your parents. That's the sign of a legalist. Number 11, you're more interested in conformity than conversion. Number 10, you love the praise of men more than the smile of God. Who are you obeying? When peer pressure strikes you, who are you going to listen to? I have to tell you, I, we just had a, I guess it was two days ago now, if I'm doing math right, we, we just had breakfast. It was after church, so I guess that would be brunch. Who came up with that concept, by the way? When you get a smattering of dinner food items and breakfast items, nevertheless, they're on the younger side. And we were, we were talking about the impact of social media and how so many young people are persuaded by social, the number of videos out there, that it is good, it's enjoyable to cut yourself. This is, this is a valid expression of a grieving heart. This is a legitimate way to get attention, particularly from your parents. Social media lies. And when you obey the lies of the world, you're preferring the smiles of men, the affirmation of people, than the smile of God. Watch out for that. Let your reputation be, be derived and written 
by God himself. Well, we talked about this last week. Who are you in Christ? Who are you? What does God think about you? And does God want you cutting yourself? Of course he doesn't. Number nine, you spend time only with saved people. You separate your spiritual life from your natural life. Ooh, that's a that's a bad thing to do. That that would be the the dualism that is so prevalent these days in evangelicalism. I think there's a guy who hosts a radio program. I think it's something like Wretched or something like that. Kind of a weird name. Like what a cat does with a furball. Wretched. They're writing a book about connecting the dots abridging the gap between secular and sacred to recognize there is no secular for the Christian. Religion isn't something we visit. It's not an app. It's an operating system. Number seven, your schedule is so tight, it doesn't have room for if the Lord wills in it. Number six, you feel the need to point out someone else's sin publicly. Well, I mean, in fairness... When it comes to Jimmy, I think it's more than a right. It's a duty. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. You justify yourself by comparing yourself to others. You're doing pretty well. Glad I'm not like that publican. You judge others before you listen to them. That's number four. Now, again, the... The hopeful help in this is that if you're hearing yourself inside of any one of these markers that you've got a tinge of legalism, is that maybe legalism and that horrible word that we grace alone Christians should detest snaps you too. Hey, I don't want to be doing this. So if you're judging others quickly, you don't listen. Um, It could be because you're just a performance-based legalist that needs some adjusting. You refuse to forgive, although you've been forgiven. Your spiritual disciplines define your spirituality. How many pictures do you have posted of your open Bible and coffee mug with your notepad next, your prayer journal next to it? Uh Uh-oh. Do they define your walk? See, look at what I'm doing. Look, look, look at, I'm, I am acting like a Christian a lot. That's not what makes you a Christian. Now, those are fruit of being a Christian, but make what makes you a Christian, it's kind of baked into the name is Christ. That's what makes you a Christian. Number one, you read your Bible to get a check mark rather than to meet with God. I got to do it. I just, no Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. I'm going to prove I'm a Christian by reading my Bible. Wrong attitude. No, it's good. Sometimes duty is, it's, it's, it's better than disobedience to be certain, but that's not what God is after. He wants you to meet with him because you want to meet with him. That's his desire, a relational faith that relies on grace alone, faith alone, in Christ alone. If any of those markers tagged you, you might just be a little bit of a legalist and you might want to consider what's the word I'm looking for, repenting. This is Wretched Radio. So you aren't convinced of the importance of training godly men to rightly divide the word of truth in churches 
internationally? Well, then we'll let Paul Washer convince you. You have to support men who are elder qualified proclaimers of the word. When we support a man coming out of TMAI, we know not only that he is properly trained, but we know that he will still be supervised. Would you please join TMAI, the Master's Academy International, in advancing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through expository preaching in local churches around the globe. It's a magnificent ministry and it's so important. Please consider partnering with TMAI at wretched.org slash pastor, wretched.org slash pastor. Thank you for supporting indigenous pastors around the world. Hey, hey, well, October is here. That means pumpkin spice everything, everywhere you look. <laughs> Plus, that also means football season's in full swing. Oh, and of course, the Devil's Day is coming up. That's right, Halloween is coming up. And I don't have to tell you that Sugar Hype Kids are going to be coming knocking on your door, whether you like it or not, so you better be prepared. We've got a way to help you send them soaring higher than any cavity-induced candy you could ever give them. I'm talking about giving them gospel booklets from Wretched. You can give them the treat of all treats this Halloween, the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And you don't have to skip the candy if you don't want to. No, you don't have to. You can actually include it with the gospel booklets, but gospel booklets are on sale right now in the Wretched store as low as 99 cents per booklet. Now through the 25th. And you'll want to order by the 25th, so you'll have them in time for the Devil's Day. That's Halloween. Get them before they're gone at wretched.org. Busy, busy, busy. Last year, Preborn Ministries provided over 92,000 ultrasounds, 54,000 babies were saved, 69 ultrasound machines were placed, 10,000 people responded to the gospel. I was very unsure of what I was doing when I came in. And by the end of the appointment, Rosemary had talked to me. She had actually prayed with me because she had asked me, like, do you know about Jesus? Because I was telling her, I don't feel like God's going to forgive me for this one. Preborn Ministries, very busy, saving babies, saving souls. Would you please consider partnering with Preborn Ministries? $28 per ultrasound and Preborn Ministries uses good equipment, which is why the success rates are so staggeringly high at saving lives with Preborn. Please consider supporting Preborn at preborn.org slash wretched, preborn.org slash wretched. Important Dates in Christian History 1559 John Knox returns to Scotland to lead Reformation there after a period of exile in Calvin's Geneva. Knox founded the Presbyterian Church, which became a driving force in English politics and the American Revolution. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. as a church. This is Wretched Radio. Let's 
let's get to church news, shall we? Gotta tell you, if you don't want to be a biblical church, would you please call yourself something else, please? Ecclesia, the called out ones. You shouldn't be using a Christian word to identify yourself as something other than, you know, Christian, starting with the satanic church. (laughs) I love how they just can't get away from Jesus. Can they? This is one of those skirmishes that you look at and ask, hmm, who's going to win? Which aspect of people's wonky worldview will take precedence? I think we might have an answer. Satanists are condemning their leader. Why? Because he took a photo with David Silverman from the American Atheists, who has questioned transgenderism. Dun, dun, dun. Therefore, the satanic followers of their satanic leader aren't happy with him because he doesn't put transgenderism on top of their values list just by taking a photo. I'll let them sort it. But it is interesting to watch, isn't it? You wonder, well, which which would feminists, how are they going to decide well, when they when they see Islamic women draped where you can barely see their slits of their eyes, which will way will they go? Well, they they won't criticize darkness because they are darkness. They choose sides by anything that is anti-Christ. That is their primary morality value being anti-Jesus. Hey, congratulations to Texas Christian University, scoring number two in the best party schools in the nation. <laughs> that Wait, hold it. Texas Christian. Jimmy, would you yes. go Google, what is Texas Christian U? Okay. What denomination do they just call themselves Christian without any sort of identifiers as to what they are? According to this, the top U.S. colleges for partying Texas Christian University came in at number two. Number 17, I thought this was of note, coming in right behind the University of Georgia, was Augustana College. That would be a Lutheran school, is what that would be, Augustana. That was an institution that used to be, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Lutheran? And now just whoop, and they are a party kind of school. What's TCU, Jimmy? Um, not, I haven't seen it yet. Do they do child sacrifices? <laughs> I don't think they do that. That was the last thing you went Googling for <laughs> with Israel. Don't biff it on this. Yeah, okay, I won't. We don't want those emails <laughs> sent to idea at wretched.org. You let me know. You just break in. Okay. And you tell me. Oh. You found it. An affiliation with the Disciples of Christ. Really? Well, that was, that. this is the history. I, I'm trying to find what they are today. Wow. Yeah, history with means we jettisoned that. <laughs> we took we took the founding documents, yeah, and we rewrote them. What is, I, I wish I could remember this because it comes up often enough. The original founders of an institution, they had super firm convictions, usually on a particular issue in response to a church or cultural issue. So they become known for this, and that's their founding. Well, the second generation that comes along, they just kind of assume it because it's just a part of the cult. It's not a thing anymore. It's it's there. Third generation of leaders, they jettison the, the concerns of the original founders. We see it over and over and over again. And speaking of the Methodists, 
<laughs> where we, yeah. a Texas Methodist church hosts a service created completely by chat GBT. You say, well, that really isn't breaking church news, but I thought the fellow, maybe it's a fellowette. I don't know. Let's see, who is the the pastor? Uh, this is the Methodist church. Um, oh, it's a boy. Had to say this about the service. Well, you know, you got to check these things. What is what is this that you're about to hear? What does this represent? This is the surface, the explanation for doing chat GBT church. But what's the root issue? You see, this is sort of like biblical counseling. There's a root and a fruit. Uh, the, the, the fruit is that we let chat GBT deliver the entire worship service. But that's not the problem. That's a manifestation of a much deeper problem. The much deeper problem is, here's the quote, you decide. The initial reason we offered this, admittedly unorthodox. Now, he used a small O, admittedly unorthodox. Okay, perhaps in practice. The service was to inform our congregation about AI and to understand its potential and its limitations. Because, okay, I've got to agree with this pastor fellow. You can't do that anywhere else but Sunday morning church. That's the only place that, that, he continued, the purpose is to invite us to consider the nature of truth and challenge our assumptions about what God can make sacred and inspired. Yeah, no. What is that? It's a low view of the church. It's a low view of what we are doing on Sunday morning. It is a low view of the saints gathering to hear from God through the hearts, through the mouth of a sinful man uh, to sing praises back to him. And, boy, I got to tell you, heard a sermon on Sunday. Hold on. Let me just grab that and recreate that for you. The church, what is the, what is the business of the church? Well, thankfully, we're not left in the dark. Ephesians chapter 4 tells us how we are supposed to act as Christians and what being in the body of Christ means. Now, please note, this isn't about the Sunday morning worship service per se. This is just about the church of Jesus Christ, not of Latter-day Saints, and, and what our goal is and, and, and what we're aiming for. And it might actually surprise you a little bit. Jimmy, you find out about TCU yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't yeah. break in. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, they are a, uh, this is what their uh, website says. Yeah. TCU is a church, church-based church college. Our affiliation with the Disciples of Christ dates back to 1873, our founding. But then they also say that uh, they support um, 60 religious traditions and denominations. <laughs> So they're nothing, <laughs> apparently. basically. Right. Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 11. He himself gave some to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. It should really be pastors slash teachers. There's only one conjunction. Nevertheless, what is their purpose? For the equipping of the saints. Uh, okay, it was the preposition ice, uh, epsilon, yoda, sigma. Ice. It, it can mean all kinds. There's a semantic range to ice baby. Ice can mean for or to or because of, and you got to figure it out based on the use of the Greek and the context. And this is, this, there's, there's a litany that Paul uses here. It's a building of a con where this is the church. We're moving forward. 
Here's the trajectory. This is what we're about here. So he gave these offices because of the equipping of the saints. Now, that's that's not ice. I think that was pros that is used there. But here it comes. In order for, because of the work of ministry. Okay. So you and I, in the context of our local church, should be doing ministry. That's it. That That is a non-negotiable. That's why you go to preaching and teaching. It's not to sit there. It's not to consume. It's to activate. Now it gets better. For the edifying of the body of Christ. So we go to church. We hear preaching. We hear teaching. We learn in Bible studies so that we are equipped for the work of ministry so that the body of Christ is edified. So when you hang out at church, when you serve at church, you know what you're doing? You're doing more than a task. You're doing more than cleaning the gutters. You're edifying the body. Why? Till we come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure and the stature and the fullness of Christ, no longer children tossed to and fro. What is Paul driving at? You go to church, you learn about Jesus so that you serve, you do things together as a body, you're encouraged, and in doing so, the body, not the individual in this text, the body is looking like Jesus Christ. That's what you're doing at church. That's that's what it is. So when somebody walks in your door and and somebody acts like Jesus, somebody surrounds a hurting person with love, care, compassion, and help, we're acting like Jesus. Isn't that how he acted all the time? Giving, doing, serving. So when you and I learn our theology, it should motivate us to join a church, to be a part of a church, to serve in a church, to encourage others in our service. Even if nobody says nothing, they're getting encouraged because they see somebody sacrificing football time to, to do some work in the church. And in doing so, the body is acting like Jesus. That is what church is about. Not so sure that Texas Methodist Church knows that. This is Wretched Radio. And it's now time for a Wretched News Break here on Wretched Radio. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Well, we start today in sports news where the NHL recently banned players from using pride-themed stick tape on their hockey sticks. That comes months after the league removed Pride logos from helmets and jerseys. And I guess that goes to show us now for certain that professional hockey is in fact not gay. The bloody bodies of over 40 infants and toddlers were discovered in the basement of a daycare center in an Israeli farming community this week. Authorities believe the children were brutally murdered by Hamas terrorists in the horrific attack. And our hearts break for the families of those innocent children slain in an act of evil. Please, please make sure that you're in prayer, not only for our brothers and sisters in Israel, but all over the world. On a related note, the Israeli government is warning parents to monitor their children's social media activity after Hamas announced plans to contact Israeli youth via apps like TikTok in order to obtain information about their parents in the military. Nothing says we're close to peace like exploiting children for intel to murder their moms and dads. Absolutely deplorable. 
In other news, a report confirmed that Iran played a key role in arming the Palestinian militants. An Israeli official stated Iran's fingertips are clearly seen in every attack that has been carried out. Yeah, and my 12-year-old, who's never watched a day of news in his life, could have probably figured that one out too. Well, former NBA star Amari Stoudemire boldly spoke out earlier this week against the Black Lives Matter organization for their deafening silence regarding the attack on Israel. In a profanity-laced post, Stoudemire blasted BLM as frauds and accused them of only caring about black lives when it fits their agenda. And while I don't condone his salty language, I do appreciate his willingness to expose the hypocrisy of Black Lives Matter. Shifting gears, a pregnancy center in Michigan has filed a face complaint against radical pro-abortion activists who vandalized their building over the weekend. Red paint was thrown on the center signs and the word Jane Says Revenge were spray painted on the walkway. Jane Says Revenge is a notorious pro-abortion terrorist organization known for attacking crisis pregnancy centers across the country. And in other abortion-related news, Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer is calling for a constitutional amendment to enshrine abortion in the state constitution. That would allow unrestricted abortion in Michigan up to the moment of birth. Radical and evil, and as she put it, she wants to resolve any ambiguity about the legality of late-term abortions. Gotta give her some credit, she's not hiding who she is like some leftist would. She's a card-carrying baby murder supporter and proud of it. And that's been today's Wretched News Break. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible Malachi was the last recorded prophet of God until John the Baptist 400 years later. Malachi addressed the corrupt priesthood, half-hearted worship, divorce, injustice, and neglected tithes. He also foretold the coming of John the Baptist, Jesus the Messiah, and the great day of the Lord when God judges the wicked and rewards the righteous. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Go. Todd, you're going to start? (laughs) I'm going to start. Are you kidding me? Is the Pope Marxist? This is Wretched Radio. Doesn't seem to be a valid question for the sake of comparison and affirmation anymore. Is the Pope Catholic? Well, that is the question a number of cardinals are starting to ask. Sup with the Pope. Why is he so wishy-washy? For instance, you have uh, this headline, Pope Francis open to blessings for same-sex couples not women priests. We cannot become judges who only reject, deny, and exclude. Pastoral prudence must adequately discern whether there are forms of blessing requested by one or several people that do not transmit a mistaken concept of marriage. So you can bless their union, just don't call it a marriage. Now there's a distinction without a difference. No, you can, you can call this whatever you want, but when two people come together and publicly vow till death do us part, that's what a marriage is. Now, I'm not saying two people of the same gender can actually do that, but I am saying that if you do something inside of the church that is identical to that, but you just don't call it that, then you are actually doing that. And that seems to be the line that the Pope is seeking to secure. By the way, Denny Burke, he, woof, woof, 
Then he ain't happy with the Andy Stanley. Flat out just calling him a wolf. Just this, this, this guy is a false teacher. And that is, that's, that's potent coming from Denny. Uh, nevertheless, he's encouraging churches. And I, I'm not, I'm not going to debate Denny on this, but I, I will point out a potential downside. And then pastor, church, you do with it as you see fit. Denny said, you better come up with a statement and put it on your faith statement on your church website. You better have it enshrined in your documents because it's going to become increasingly difficult for churches to defend a biblical position on sexuality and marriage. So get on it. He chooses the Nashville statement. You can go Google for that. It deals with the trans issue, gay, et cetera, marriage. And it's a, it's a very clear articulation of biblical morals regarding all of these cultural issues that are still mystifying to me. <laughs> Shouldn't be because Romans 1 tells us so, but nevertheless, it's like, what? You'd think that by cutting off a body part, that actually makes the person a different gender because they think so in their brain. By the way, I read an interesting article that, oh, here it is right here. Ooh, this is good. This is helpful. Is sex assigned at birth? A person's sex is acknowledged not assigned. There are many things that doctors learn about a baby when it's born, like height, weight, blood type. They aren't assigned. They're acknowledged. It would be like a doctor going, all right, everybody gather around. I vote that we assign this blob human. That's it. It's human. Gonna... Now, let's just be a little bit more preposterous for the sake of making a point. Now, let, let's let's just say that I was being born and the doctor and nurses gathered around and said, we've assigned this freakish looking little thing, a giraffe. Look at that neck. That's a giraffe, right? Can they assign giraffe? Then why can they assign human? Why can they assign gender? They don't. They acknowledge it. Honestly, this is staggering. Other things that are assigned at birth, your name. So changing a name before, during, even after birth, no impact on the person because it's not a biological part of their identity. It's just a moniker to get their attention so that they'll clean their room and do their chores. So if some things are acknowledged and other things are assigned, which category does a baby's sex fall into? Is it more like being given a name or is it like learning the blood type from the doctor? But there's an objection. What about the intersex people? Uh, need to remember, disorders of sexual development don't create new categories. They're disorders. Uh, I, okay, this is maybe a bad example, but if, if you, you develop some sort of mass on your body or in your body, does that make you a different type of human? No, I mean, something's wrong. Ditto with intersex people. Something's wrong. In fact, it actually proves that there are two genders. We recognize, oh, that doesn't fit in the norms of gender. The disorder that occurs when a person's reproductive system doesn't belong neatly along a male or female path is called intersex. Doesn't mean that he or she is not male or female, nor does it mean there are additional categories of sex other than male and female. Some people are born without limbs, blind. That doesn't make them a new category of person. 
Disorders of sexual development are not evidence of a new category any more than disorders of the cardiac or respiratory systems are evidence of new kinds of hearts and lungs. By the way, 99.98% of cases, sex is readily recognizable as unambiguously male and female. Don't let them deceive you with the trickery of assigned at birth. I find it, okay, this isn't totally related, but it works in my brain. So just follow my synapse if you'd be so kind. This gaslighting, are you familiar with this term? Seeing it all over the place, all over the place. And I, now I get it. I never understood it. It's like, wait, so you're, what you're saying is to try to make it seem like I'm saying the thing that you're saying, but not saying because I, I didn't get it. But, but now I see it all the time. Political leaders. The, the biggest gaslight, I think, these days is that we are, here's an example of gaslighting. Uh, up in Canada, it, they're trying to have some sort of screening process for podcast platforms. So the big Apple and Spotify, they've got to register so that the Canadian government can make sure no disinformation is leaking in. Do you know why they're doing that? To save freedom of speech. What? But, but help me. So you're saying that you're saving freedom of speech by not acting like you believe in freedom of speech. And then we're the ones who are the people who are trying to take away freedom of speech. Oh, I see what you did there. Democracy, everything that, oh, everything that's done. Oh boy, that's a comp. Those conservatives, those Christians, they're after democracy. That's what they're after right there. Uh, no, we just want to make sure that elections are free and fair. That's all. That's, that's, that's not destroying democracy. That's actually upholding. And yet we get told that we're the one who are trying to undermine democracy. Hence the term gaslighting. Pope Francis opened to blessings for same-sex couples, not women priests. You should be aware your church would do well to consider having a statement of faith on the subject. Having said that, I do believe there could be a downside to it. The issue that is going to get a church shut down in the future, in my estimation, is this issue. If you adhere to that, you will be shut down. So, is that a downside? Some would say it actually is. I would say, um, if we go down on truth, isn't that like what we were told to do? <laughs> that if they're going to persecute you, what should it be for? Speaking the truth. If you try to hide it, you try to shield it. I, 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 I think you're just playing a game um, that can't be won. It just can't. And by the way, I read an interesting thing from Denny Burke commenting on Andy Stanley again. And Andy Stanley's rationale for affirming LGBTQ stuff, or at least just homosexuality, and that we draw circles and not lines. As soon as you draw a circle, which, by the way, is just a curved line, as soon as you draw circles, where do the circles end? It, it, it's, it's similar, my dear continuationist friend, to continuationism. Okay, some of those gifts, they, they're, they're open for the future. How can you put brakes on them? So when anybody says the Lord told me so, 
How do you stop that? The answer is you don't. By the way, Tim Challies did a review. I haven't seen it yet myself. It's a movie. I know that Tom Pennington's church was involved somehow, Countryside Bible in Dallas. It's called Cessationist, the film. Tim said, does a pretty, pretty fair job of being fair, of presenting the continuationist side and yet making the case for their clear position, cessationist. It's not intended to be a, you know, just a comparison of the two. It is a critique, but Tim said they at least handled it fairly. Where do you put the brakes on? If you're drawing circles, you don't. And at what point, if you don't put some sort of statement of faith up that includes the issue of the day, which are gender issues, sexuality issues, body images, anthropology issues, um, why, why, why are we more afraid of being shut down than we are of God's displeasure in upholding the truth? There, there, you're going to be tagged no matter what, if the government decides we are not going to let you exist as a gathering body, certainly with tax-exempt status, if you don't uphold the new government moral norms, um, at some point, they're going to force you to testify where you stand on it. Why not testify now? This is Wretched Radio. Ah, some good news. Two encouragements from the Tomorrow Clubs. They have hundreds of weekly kids meeting clubs in Eastern Europe, but now they've expanded to Africa and the kids are swarming the Tomorrow Clubs. They have never seen greater attendance than the hundreds of new clubs that they are opening up in Africa. That should encourage all of us. The gospel is going forth and reaching kids in unreached places. Encouragement number two, would you like to become a Tomorrow Clubs ministry partner? Your support will help the Tomorrow Clubs open up even more Tomorrow Clubs and reach even more kids with the gospel. Please consider becoming a ministry partner at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. And even though you know what I'm about to say, I'm going to say it anyway. We appreciate you. You know, every day we set out to reach millions of people all over the world with the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we couldn't do that without you. Sure, we have biblically sound and gospel-centered productions like Wretched Radio and TV, Road Shift to Truth and Transform, but we can't produce those biblically sound and gospel-centered productions without your support. And we want to take things to the next level and reach even more people. When you become an ongoing monthly gospel partner, you join us in these efforts to spread the gospel to millions all over the world. And hey, I don't want to put you on a guilt trip, but did you know that 70% of kids leave the faith when they enter college? So I'm asking for your prayerful consideration in becoming an ongoing monthly gospel partner. Just visit wretched.org slash donate or text the word wretched to the number 44321. Wretched. Amazing grace. Amazing gospel. I know how you're feeling at the thought of switching from traditional health insurance to MediShare, which is affordable biblical health sharing. That's a big decision, and it can be kind of scary, which is why Mrs. Freel and I researched MediShare and determined, yeah, 
we can trust this ministry, Christians paying for the health needs of other Christians. It's a magnificent ministry, 98% member satisfaction rate. It's amazing. The average family saves $500 per month. If that sounds intriguing, and I hope it does, please do your research. Visit metashare.com slash wretched, metashare.com slash wretched, or call them and talk to a really nice person at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. Lexicon. There are many words to help us understand the nature of the Bible. Words like plenary verbal inspiration. God inspired every word of Scripture, guiding the human authors as they wrote without violating each man's personality and writing style. In the Bible, we have the very Word of God. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Please repeat after me. Five minutes, Mr. Friel. You're supposed to repeat after oh, me, Jimmy. I'm sorry. not talking to the air in here. <laughs> Five minutes, Mr. Friel. Five minutes, Mr. Friel. Thank you, Jimmy. This is Wretched Radio. Those are the words you're going to be uttering when there are when we're five minutes into this here particular segment on Wretched Radio, because I would like to spend the remainder of the time sharing with you the new debunked video. Where was this video like three, four weeks ago? Huh, Carl Kirby? Huh? Where were you guys when I needed you? There was some atheist group. It was, I don't know if it was the Smithsonian. They, same thing, atheist, Smithsonian. They were, they were talking about Lucy and how Lucy proves, oh, oh, debunked. Jimmy? Five minutes, Mr. Freeman. Five minutes, Five Mr. Minutes. Freeman. We're into the... There's a conference coming up. Thought you might be interested in this. It is in uh, Kingsport is where it's located. Uh, we are to go uh, de de deeply. Hold on. I got it for you right here. Deeply Rooted Conference. Join us for the 2023 Deeply Rooted Conference at Grace Point Fellowship in Kingsport. It's going to be taking place November 10 through 11. You might be interested, if you're listening to us on WHCB, in attending or even driving if you struggle with assurance. I'm so glad they're doing this conference because the subject is so big. Uh, people struggle so mightily. Mike Abendroth is going to be one of the speakers there. He's the fellow who assembled all of, all of the Puritan writings for a devotional called Gospel Assurance because he pastorally recognized so many people struggle with it. Jimmy, I think I told you last week, I'd received an email from an individual who was struggling with assurance, and I said, count up the personal pronouns, I, me, my. And they had like 33, 36 of them, and God was talked about six times. You, you got to check that. You got to stop. Yes, you examine yourself. But if you simply stare at yourself constantly, you're going to be a miserable, unassured wreck because all you're going to do is see what a mess you still are because we are. We're in process better than we used to be, but we're nowhere near what we should be. And if you only focus on the where you should be, you're going to lack assurance. I just received another email sent to idea at wretched.org. Uh, Jimmy, honestly, I think 75 times. I mean, my Jesus, zero. Mm. Now, I get it. It's an email, 
but it indicates you're focusing too much on self. Your salvation is outside of you. So if you're interested, you can visit, um, well, just go looking for the Deeply Rooted Conference, Grace Point Fellowship Church in Kingsport. That would be November 10th and 11th. Mike Abbott, bunch of people from Bible churches. That doesn't surprise me. Here's a guy from Shepherd's Rock Bible Church, Christ Bible Church. What's a Presbyterian doing in this Baptist clam bake? We can get along, can't we? Calvary Bible Church, Bass Chapel Baptist Church. It's the uh, Deeply Rooted Conference, Kingsport, Tennessee, November 10th and 11th. If you struggle with the subject or know somebody who... What? Nothing. What's wrong with you? Why are you looking at me like that? Well, because you're flailing around, (laughs) pointing at... Did you not start your clock? I accidentally turned it off, so... (laughs) Five minutes. One (laughs) job. I know it. I know it. One job. Mm, 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 mm. When should the church speak up? When should the church say, we've had it, we don't know. Government, you can't do this. I would say this is one of those times. LaFonza Butler sworn in as California's newest U.S. senator. She's the first openly gay person of color to serve in the Senate. Those apparently are her credentials. Sworn in on a Bible. Stop it. No. Quit using our holy book as some sort of charade it's, it's not just a historical custom in the United States. We believe it's God's inspired word. Hey, government, quit using the Bible for your means and purposes. Don't use our holy book. I think this is one of those times when the church should be saying, sorry, government, no can do. Three, two, one. That was your cue. I was five, trying to help you out here. Five minutes, Mr. Friel. You have to say it all creepy like that? <laughs> From Debunked, you can find their videos on the YouTube machine. Um, Lucy, you've heard of her, haven't you? But do you know the truth about Lucy? Take it away, boys. When it comes to so-called missing links between apes and humans, there's one that stands head and hairy shoulders above the rest. And I mean that figuratively because it was speculated to only be a little over three feet tall when alive. And I'm referring to none other than Australopithecus afarensis, my friend and yours, Lucy in the sky with diamonds. Well, that's where the name came from. But it's just plain Lucy to you and me, and it's got some explaining to do because it ain't all it's cracked up to be. I mean that literally. First of all, this highfalutin technical name simply means southern ape from the afar region which is about the only thing they say that's accurate when it comes to this supposed hirsute hominid as all kinds of creative and fanciful things happen along the way to make lucy into the ultimate missing link but before i go there let's just take a quick look at how lucy is often depicted here you go one right from a museum right there another right from a textbook wow look at her smiling and walking just like you and me Now, did someone snap a photo of Lucy and the gang back then? I mean, is this how they found Lucy, walking around, waving at him with a cute little smirk? Of course not. So then how did this artist come up with this rendering? Well, who knows exactly, but let me tell you how it all started. Way 
back in 1974, paleoanthropologist Donald Johansson and his team discovered Lucy in the Afar region of Ethiopia. Or more accurately, I should say, they discovered less than 30% of Lucy's fossilized bones. That's right, 70% of Lucy gone, not found. Well, wait a second then. What specific bones were found that convinced some scientists that Lucy walked upright? It must be at least the feet and the hips, right? Indeed, my friends, you're so right. You're so smart. So let's take a look at the feet and the hips. Now, the main evidence supporting the belief that this southern ape walked upright is that they found, now get this, human footprints in Tanzania, Africa in 1978. Now, you heard that right. Four years after and hundreds of miles away from where Lucy was found, wow. they found human footprints, which of course means they must have been Lucy's. Huh? Not really convincing, especially when you consider the bones of Lucy that they did find did not include foot bones. What? Yeah, no foot bones, as in zero, zilch, nada, none, zippo. So if you don't have Lucy's foot bones, how do you know the human footprints hundreds of miles away were Lucy's? Well, maybe it's because they found other foot fossils they claim to be from Lucy's relatives. Only problem there is the toes were more curved than a chimpanzee's. That means the actual fossil evidence shows Lucy's family could not have made the human footprints. I don't know. Science. Call us science deniers if that makes you feel better. But if the shoe fits, I mean, if the glove doesn't fit, you might. Nope. I mean, if the bones don't fit, well, whatever. Anyway, what about the hip? That's really going to prove Lucy walked upright like our rendering depicts, right? Well, you're going to love this part of the story, but before I go there, I got to throw two more facts at you for color and clarity. Fact one, after 40 years of research, Swiss scientists discovered something very surprising about Lucy. She ain't a she. He's a heaps. Or, or like they might say in California, Lucy's a dude, bro. So, uh, question, how in the world did the earlier nearly infallible scientists who were proclaiming Lucy as the unmistakable, irrefutable missing link miss this? I mean, this was pre-2020 and everybody knew the difference between men and women back then. Oops. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that. The fact, Dose, after making this discovery, scientists suggested a new name for Lucy. They suggested Lucifer. I'm not kidding. And quite honestly, it's fitting because this set of bones has been used to lie to more people than just about any other in recent decades. Now, back to the great story that I call the hip bone manipulator. DJ said these very words about Lucy's hip bone after he discovered it. Superficially, her hip resembled a chimpanzee's, which meant that Lucy couldn't possibly have walked like a modern human. Yeah, I know he said her, but that's before he knew she was a he. I, I'm very confusing. Anyway, if Lucifer's hips flared out like a chimp's, making it so that it couldn't walk upright, what happened to change the hips so that what you see in museums and publications look like human hips? Man, you guys asked the best questions. Hmm. Here's the answer. Owen Lovejoy, an anthropologist, made a copy of the hip bones in plaster and then, and I quote, cut the damaged pieces out and put them back together the way they were before Lucy died. He did what now? Like I said, you're going to love this part of the story. He cut and put them back together. Now, how did he know that's the way the hip was before Lucy died? I mean, why did he take a hip that, quote, resembled a chimpanzee's and then rearrange, I mean, literally saw, cut, and reconstruct things to make it appear like a human hip? Well, that I'll leave for you to contemplate. But at least we now know that the foundation of the artist rendering of AL-288-1, nicknamed Lucy, a.k.a. Lucifer the ape-like beast, is completely unfounded because there's no real evidence that he, she, it, 
whatever the preferred pronoun might be, walked upright. <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that either. Anyway, the point is this manufactured missing link, this unfounded depiction of Lucifer walking upright and smiling, this suspicious reconstruction of the hip, this incomplete bag of bones with no feet, and this embarrassing misgendering mistake pretty much demonstrate the claim that Lucy is the real deal has been, humanly speaking, debunked. Adios. Well done, uh, gentlemen and ladies at... Well, we don't have any fossil records to indicate if they're gentlemen and ladies that debunked, but they sure do make super fine videos. Show these in your youth group, maybe even in your adult Sunday school, because <laughs> they're really well done, pithy, punchy. And thanks to Jimmy, punctual. <laughs> Until tomorrow, go serve your king. <laughs>